This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the future of the biofuels industry is directly tied to its ability to participate in a tax credit for the production of sustainable aviation fuel. And he's also hoping to see USDA help ensure that can happen. Vilsack spoke today at Growth Energy's Washington fly-in and discussed the SAF issue at length. The Treasury Department is trying to determine the modeling it should use for a tax credit included in the Inflation Reduction Act, and the decision will ultimately dictate the role of the American biofuels industry in meeting production targets. Vilsack says USDA is pushing for the use of a model that would allow corn-based ethanol production to be eligible for the credit. So we're working on the modeling to make sure that there's a broad array of feedstocks that can qualify, including ethanol. We're, we're, we're spending our own resources at USDA to make sure the GREET model is where it needs to be. We're working collaboratively with all the agencies that have to be worked on to make sure that we have a unified approach on this to back up the president's commitment. He says he's personally reached out to many members of the Biden administration on the subject. He says a recent conversation with President Joe Biden also led to talks with other White House staff to incorporate the potential for agriculture's role in SAF production into administration messaging. Vilsack says the industry should also pursue carbon capture technology to make biofuels more environmentally appealing. Make sure people understand that the future of this industry is in fact linked to its capacity to take advantage of this new and amazing opportunity. 36 billion gallons. I don't know. I'm not good at math, but that's a lot more than we're producing now. White House Climate Advisor Ali Zaidi also spoke to the group and said he expects guidance on the tax credit to be rolled out this fall. Vilsack also took part today in a ceremony commemorating the 50th anniversary of the World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates Report, which was rolled out today. The report cut corn and soybean yields even further than the August reductions, but that loss did not lead to lower corn production estimates, which was the case in the soybean complex. Nationwide corn yield was reduced to an average of 173.8 bushels per acre, but an 800,000-acre increase in harvested area brought the projected total production up to 15.13 billion bushels for the year. For soybeans, the yield was dropped an eighth of a bushel, but the production forecast drops to 4.1 billion bushels, a drop expected by traders ahead of the report's release. Bill Thompson has more figures from the report, including encouraging numbers from the rice sector in his coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, a fertilizer industry economist says the American market may be nearing its price floor. Samuel Taylor studies farm inputs for Rabobank. He says Brazil is often a lead indicator of what the American market might look like soon, and figures from the South American country and other markets around the world could spell an increase to American input prices for the 2024 growing season. They import 95-96% of their fertilizers, so what they do tends to be a reflection on the global market. You suddenly started to see a little bit of a tick up in some of the potash pricing, so that might suggest that we're at that bottom in the potash market environment. Uh, I think that there's, if you look at the kind of natural gas price in Europe, marginal cost producer tend to be a price setter. 
Um, uh, ammonia looks like it needs to increase in value for them to keep on producing, particularly in the Jan time period. So maybe we've got some kind of price flourish dynamics or upward price momentum in some of these macros from this point. Taylor says he's skeptical. American efforts to bolster domestic fertilizer production will have much of a short-term impact on prices. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. U.S. agriculture contributes just 10% to overall greenhouse gas emissions, a lot less than other industries. Agriculture also plays an active role in enhancing wildlife and absorbing carbon. Learn more at fb.org sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.